Remember Harry Potter, remember Hogwarts, remember all those houses into which we all are sorted. Harry and Draco, Hermione and Ron, Dumbledore and Snape, Hagrid and McGonagall, we're gonna remember. Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler free. Oh, very well, he said slowly. Let me see, the Chamber of Secrets. You all know, of course, that Hogwarts was founded over a thousand years ago. The precise date is uncertain by the four greatest witches and wizards of the age. The four schoolhouses are named after them. Godric Gryffindor, Helga Hufflepuff, Rowena Ravenclaw, and Salazar Slytherin. They built this castle together, far from prying muggle eyes, for it was an age when magic was feared by common people and witches and wizards suffered much persecution. He paused, gazed blearily around the room, and continued. For a few years, the founders worked in harmony together, seeking out youngsters who showed signs of magic and bringing them to the castle to be educated. But then disagreements sprang up between them. A rift began to grow between Slytherin and the others. Slytherin wished to be more selective about the students admitted to Hogwarts. He believed that magical learning should be kept within all magic families. He disliked taking students of muggle parentage, believing them to be untrustworthy. After a while, there was a serious argument on the subject between Slytherin and Gryffindor, and Slytherin left the school. Professor Binns paused again, pursing his lips, looking like a wrinkled old tortoise. Reliable historical sources tell us this much, he said, but these honest facts have been obscured by the fanciful legend of the Chamber of Secrets. The story goes that Slytherin had built a hidden chamber in the castle of which other founders knew nothing. Slytherin, according to the legend, sealed the Chamber of Secrets so that no one would be able to open it until his own true heir arrived at the school. The heir alone would be able to unseal the Chamber of Secrets, unleash the horror within, and use it to purge the school of all who were unworthy to study magic. There was silence as he finished telling the story, but it wasn't the usual sleepy silence that filled Professor Binz's classes. There was an unease in the air as everyone continued to watch him, hoping for more. Professor Binz looked faintly annoyed. The whole thing is errant nonsense, of course, he said. Naturally, the school has been searched for evidence of such a chamber many times by the most learned witches and wizards. It does not exist. A tale told to frighten the gullible. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember Remember Harry Potter. Potter. And we are glad to be here talking about Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 9, 
the writing on the wall. Dun, dun, dun. Last time. Oh, yeah, I remember. The kids had to go to the worst party ever. Boringest <laughs> death day party of all time. No good food at all. Terrible music. Mean ghosts. Oh, my gosh. The bulliest of all ghosts. And then they were like, finally, we're going to leave. And on their way up to get some food, Harry heard the voice. And he was so freaked out because he definitely, definitely heard that somebody was going to die. So he's running up the stairs, saw a horrible sight to behold. (laughs) The crime scene. The crime scene, which consisted of a huge puddle on the ground, a cat hanging from its tail, stiff as can be, and enormous blood-written letters that said the Chamber of Secrets has been open, enemies of the air beware. <laughs> and then Malfoy screaming that the mudbloods will be next. Uh-huh. It was a huge disaster. And we start out in this chapter exactly where we left off in last chapter. Because Malfoy is like screaming at the top of his lungs slurs and threats, of course, Argus Filch comes a run in. <laughs> And he comes into the corridor and he sees his cat and is understandably very upset. This is the first and only time I'm ever going to empathize with Filch. He, it's fine for him to be mad about this. That's his cat. It's his companion. And she has been hung upside down and like looks dead. So he's very upset. And of course, he immediately wants to blame Harry. Even though Malfoy is standing there making a fool of himself. Mm -hmm. He literally is like, Harry Potter, you did this. You killed my cat. And guess what? Loudly to everybody in the corridor, I'm going to kill you. He threatened (laughs) to murder Harry Potter. Literally. He doesn't even hide it. And then Dumbledore and some other teachers just like show up and they don't say, hey, Filch, knock it off. Don't you can't threaten to murder students. No, they just like (laughs) casually walk up to the scene and look around. And Dumbledore, of course... Listen, everybody, Dumbledore knows everything about the Chamber of Secrets. So he just like goes up to the cat and grabs her. And he's like, all right, Filch, Harry, Ron and Hermione, come with me. And of course, Lockhart's like, can I come too? (laughs) (laughs) Please, my office. It's close. So he offers his office and they're like, "Okay, fine. So they head up to his office and also Snape and McGonagall come with. Why Snape, though? Snape's got to be there with his beloved Filch. Is that what it is? It's because it's time of need. (laughs) It's because it's Filch's Filch's cat. (laughs) And he's like, oh, man, I'm so glad Malfoy did that so that I can, like, follow and see what happens to Filch now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So once they get there, the inspection of the cat commences. So Dumbledore is, like, nose to... Sniffing her. (laughs) He is. He's, like, nose to nose with the cat. Uh Uh-huh. Sniffing, poking prodding why i don't know but i really love that mcgonagall also uses her cat senses to check on mrs (laughs) norris and she too is close sniffing she sniffs her butt she's like what happened to this cat they do they're like because she's completely stiff and her tail was like holding her up they can like very easily look right into the butt Mm -hmm. and be like what happened to this cat (laughs) (laughs) and lockhart is like all right these are all the things that could have killed the cat. <laughs> I've seen all these things happen in my many escapades. And Filch is sitting there just like dry sobbing, which is really gross and such a like 
sociopath thing to do that it makes me sick. <laughs> and Harry's like, oh my gosh, I almost feel bad for Filch. And so after a few minutes of this, Dumbledore finally is like, listen, the cat is not dead. He's merely petrified, which if you ask me, sounds a lot like dead. But what do I know, right? Like, because if something's petrified, it's been dead. For a long time. Yeah. It's not a lie. <laughs> it's petrified. It's like when I first read this book, I was like, wait a minute. But in order for something to be petrified, it has to first be dead. Was she a vampire cat? Oh, just to, is that what this kind of petrification is? Because spoiler alert, lots of people in this book get petrified and none of them are dead. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just like turned vampire ish. Where everything stops. I don't know. And they're just like stiff. Because how can they just be there without like food, water, oxygen, but then you do a spell and they're just fine. Especially because petrification is like your biological material ceases to exist and just turns into a rock. Yeah. Magic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Filch obviously wants to blame Harry and Dumbledore's like, no way a kid his age could do this. This is super dark magic. It's really, and then Filch is like, hey, 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 wait a minute. It has to be Harry because he hates me and he's really mean. And obviously he knows that I'm a squib. And Harry's like, what the heck is going on? I never touched your cat. And furthermore, I don't know what a squib is. And Filch is like, you saw my quick spell kit. <laughs> Snape is like, okay, wait a minute. Listen, honey, it's fine. <laughs> he doesn't know what a squib is. <laughs> He's like, stop it. He's like, if I might speak, headmaster. Harry's like, oh, shit. But then Snape does the most surprising thing he's done yet in the series. And he's like, maybe these kids, these these 12 year old kids were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I'm sure the kids are like that emoji that's just eyes mm-hmm. looking to the side. <laughs> They're like, what? Yes. I wasn't expecting that. But then he's like, <clears throat> but why were you there? Is the question. And they're like, no, 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 no. We were just at the ghost party. There's like a hundred ghosts there that can claim that we were there. It's fine. We weren't sneaking around. Everything's fine. And Snape's like, wait a minute. And here's where I'm like, Snape should have been a detective, not a teacher. Because he gives these guys the third degree. He's like figuring out clues. He's like, okay, why didn't you go to the feast afterwards? And they're like, uh, because we wanted to go to bed. And he's like, without dinner. And then Ron's like, we weren't hungry. And then his stomach just gives the biggest growl it could possibly grave. <laughs> and Snape just smiles. <laughs> I love that moment so much. So now all the adults have a meeting about what to do. So Snape is like, all right, I see that the kids are lying about why they were in the corridor. So um, how should we punish them? Well, and the dumbest tell the truth. The dumbest thing is like Harry's the only one who said like the last. Like they all were saying like we were at the party, Uh whatever. But when he's asking why they were there, both Hermione and Ron shut up and like make Harry answer. And Harry's like, "We went to bed. We retire." And so then Snape's like, "Obviously, Harry here is the only liar, so only he should get a punishment to not do Quidditch." Yeah, because his his punishment is immediately like he doesn't get to play Quidditch anymore. And then McGonagall is like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." Ah, Severus. No, no, no. She's like, I'm never going to allow my prize seeker to not be able to play Quidditch. So she defends Harry. But there's like nothing for Ron or Hermione. Snape straight up just wants Harry to not play Quidditch. Absolutely. He doesn't care at all. In fact, he, he probably wouldn't care 
at all if Harry wasn't a Quidditch player because obviously Snape is smart enough to know that Harry didn't open the chamber. He's smart enough to know what the chamber is. He's smart enough to know everything that's happening here. He just literally doesn't want Harry to play <laughs> Even though his team has all brand new brooms, he's like, Harry Potter's still going to beat them. They're all dumb. They're fast, but they're stupid. I love how it changes <laughs> from like, let's figure this out to... Snape and McGonagall just arguing about whether or not Harry gets to play Quidditch. I love it so much. Well, and I feel like Snape knew that Dumbledore was going to let them off the hook for like mm -hmm. what was happening in the corridor. So he's like, well, yeah, how can we get him in trouble for something else? And that's why he's like, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. But why were they there? Like, he knows Dumbledore is not going to be like, oh, yes, they probably did this. Let's punish them. But Snape's yeah. like, why were they there? Yeah, they shouldn't have been I'm there. Gonna and he's right. I'm going to lie to me so that I can then take Harry off the Quidditch team. <laughs> he's right that they shouldn't have been there, but he doesn't know why they were there, really. So Dumbledore's like, no, no, no. He's on McGonagall's side, of course. He's like, they're innocent until proven guilty. And Filch is like, why don't we just murder him? Right? right. He is just the worst. Also, <laughs> yes. Dumbledore does a quick brain scan of Harry and yeah. learns he knows why they were there now. He knows about the voice. Yeah. Do you think? Yes. He read Harry's mind. And of course, Harry's thinking like, I don't know, weird voice. Yeah. Scary stuff. So Dumbledore knows now that Harry's hearing voice is confirmed. Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. So then he's like, listen, you guys, everybody, calm down. We just happen to have a whole new bunch of mandrakes. Conveniently, I suspected that the chamber might be opened this year, so I told Pomona. So he's like, as soon as they're mature, we'll make a potion and Mrs. Norris will be saved. And Lockhart's like, oh, yes, I've made that potion hundreds of times. I'll make it. And then Snape goes, <clears throat> excuse me, but I believe I am the potions master at this school. I just want everyone to know that I have a new cat theory, which I will also talk about during our <laughs> Patronisode on Patreon. I don't think it was Draco anymore. <gasps> I got a new theory. If you guys could see how big my mouth just got. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Emily, I can't wait. Yeah, last week on our Patronusode, she had a theory and now she has a new one. Uh, so he's like, no, I'm the potions master, idiot. I will make the mandrake potion. Don't be stupid. And then literally it says in the book, there was a very awkward pause. <laughs> Which I love so much because these guys just hate Lockhart. So Dumbledore is like, all right, you guys go at kids, go ahead and go. And so the kids like they're like, oh, my God, hell yeah. And they get up and they do that like Olympic speed walking thing all the yes. way out. <laughs> They roll their ankles on the discarded water cups. Because they're like, we obviously can't run or we'll get in trouble again. So we're just going to walk as fast as we can. They go, they do that walk all the way up the stairs and into the first empty classroom they could find so that they can talk. And Harry's like, do you guys, do you think I should have told them about the voice? And Ron is like, no. Literally, even in the magic world, hearing voices is not a good thing. And here's where I want to punch Ron in the face. Because... Obviously, we've learned that Harry's not just like your normal run-of-the-mill dude. People are after him. If something weird is happening, encourage him to tell the grown-ups. 
just there's no communication here and it drives me crazy so and he's Harry's like well you believe me don't you and Ron is like of course I do but it's like really really weird and Harry's like well what about the chamber and Ron's like okay I sort of like I kind of remember somebody talking about chamber of secrets once it might have been Bill and then Harry is like okay also (laughs) WTF is a squib And Ron just like kind of laughs and he's like, okay, it's actually not funny. It's just that it's funny that Filch is a squib. A squib is just somebody who's like born to a magical family, but doesn't have magical powers. So it's obviously, it's just like a not, it's rare. It's not a funny thing, but it's really funny that he is one. When he's like, that's probably why Filch hates all of us because he's bitter, which I mean, we've talked about it before. It's problematic. Although I don't even care because Filch is such an asshole. If it was somebody else who was a squib and and struggling with it, I'd be like, hey, leave him alone. But this guy, no, he gets none of that from me. Uh, Let's see. So then uh, the clock chimes midnight. So it's time to go to bed before Snape tries to frame them for something else. (laughs) (laughs) So it's later and everyone at the castle is obsessed with the cat attack. So Filch has tried and tried to get the scary blood message off the wall but it's magically stuck there. So Filch has been just spending all of his time (laughs) lashing out at everyone and trying to get the message off the wall. He's like punishing kids for doing things like breathing. And what else was the other thing he's punishing them for? Looking too happy. Looking happy. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that any other teacher could take this off the wall in one second, but Filch refuses to ask for help. And so everyone's like, may I that's a great use of his time is to just scrub the anger out. <laughs> like, it'll keep him busy. One spell from even a seventh year. <laughs> and it'd be I bet that it was just regular blood, but the second Dumbledore saw it, he permanent stuck it so that Filch would be occupied for a while. Usually I hate Dumbledore for stuff like that. And it's just, that's Emily canon, but I, I believe it. <laughs> He's like, a little drama. A little drama. Let's keep it here for a while. (laughs) Uh, So um, he's just lashing out at everyone. And Ginny, though, has been having a very, very hard time with this. She's super disturbed by the attack. And Ron is like trying to help her. He's like, listen, they're going to catch the... (laughs) They'll catch the maniac who did it. And Ginny's like... I'm the maniac who did it. And they're going to have him out of here in no time. And she's like, not my first year. (laughs) So it's not helping at all when brother Ron is trying to help. And the other person who is doing obsessive things about this is Hermione. She has been in the books about this. So much so that every time they're like, what are you even doing? She's like, "Uh -uh. leave me alone. I'm reading. And she is just in every spare time that she has, even though she's doing all her homework and doing everything she's supposed to be doing, she's reading and reading and reading, trying to find out what the Chamber of Secrets is. But they don't know that's what she's doing until the following Wednesday. So what happens is Harry, <laughs> he's been held after in potions to do the menial task of scraping tube worms off of the tables after they've made all of their potions. And when he finally gets done with that, he has to run up and eat a really fast lunch. And then he runs up to meet Ron and Hermione in the library where they're doing they're doing homework but on his way there he kind of like runs into Justin Finch Fletchley on the way and Justin sees him and Harry's about to say hi and Justin just like 
stops and turns around and like runs the other way. <laughs> and Harry's like, what the heck? Why is everybody here so crazy? And so when Harry gets to the library and he finds Ron, who was, I'm sorry, he's rightfully complaining about how long his essay has to be. And when I say long, I mean literally long. The way that they give the essay homework is they're like, it has to be three feet of parchment, which doesn't make any sense. Because first of all, people like Hermione, she's writing in tiny little handwriting and hers is like four and a half feet long already. And Ron is writing in big handwriting, just bull crap. And it's like not even three feet long yet, which like, obviously, I do see something there. But that's there's no way to make it uniform for each kid. Yeah, you gotta go word count. Yeah. Or like, you need to hit all these points in your essay. Because yes. an essay can be short and still mm-hmm. relay a lot of information. We just need a clear rubric. Yeah. That's all we need. Not- we don't need four <laughs> feet long. Like that's Everyone's so going to develop three inch tall handwriting <laughs> by the it's end of their Hogwarts so careers. stupid, you guys. I hate it so much. So he sits down and he's like, dude, Justin just acted like so weird. And Ron's like, who cares? That guy... <laughs> Ron right now. Ron's like, that guy's an idiot. And look, (laughs) I can't finish my freaking three foot long essay. And he's like, his handwriting's getting longer as he writes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Hermione like finally shows up. And she's super, super annoyed because every copy of Hogwarts A History has been checked out of the library. And there's like a week and a half long wait. And she's like, I shouldn't have left mine home. But there was no room in my trunk with all those Lockhart books. (laughs) I love this scene so much. It's just such a like cute frazzled scene of the kids. And Harry's like, why do you want it? And at this point, I don't even know why she's friends with him. Because he's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, dude, I need it to learn about the chamber. Remember the chamber of secrets? The only thing anybody's been talking about for days. (laughs) She's like, that's why everybody else has checked out that book. And um, Harry's like, what's that? (laughs) What's the Chamber of Secrets? And she's like, I literally don't know. And I can't find the story anywhere. And then Ron's like, hey, Hermione, can I read your essay? (laughs) She's like, no, you've had 10 days to finish your essay. Stop asking me. And he's like, I only need two more inches. (laughs) And that's what she said. But then the bell rings and they have to go to History of Magic with Professor Binns. So here's a little history about Professor Binns. He is the um, boring old ghost teacher that teaches history of magic. And he's like this old guy who like one day he died in his chair and he instead of like his spirit going to heaven or whatever, he didn't even know he had died. <laughs> he just like his spirit like stood up out of his body and went to class and taught. And instead of like hiring a new teacher, the whoever was the headmaster at that point was just like, eh. This is fine. Save us money. Yeah. (laughs) What? We don't have to feed him now. (laughs) And so nobody ever pays attention in this class. Everybody just kind of sleeps through it, except for when they have to write down dates or get their assignments or whatever. But today, Hermione decides to do something that has never happened before, and she raises her hand. And he, Professor Binns, looks up during his lecture, and he sees that a student has their hand risen raisin raised and he's like uh 
yes and just so you know he doesn't know anybody's last name it's really funny Mm -hmm. so he's like yes and she's like um i just was wondering about the chamber of secrets and benz is like no i teach facts not made up legends and then he tries to go on with his lesson but then she raises her hand again and she's like but don't legends have like some basis in fact and he's like okay fine And then the kids in the class are all actually awake by this time. And they're listening for once in his entire teaching career. And he doesn't know what to do uh, since this is the first time a class has ever shown interest in anything he said. So he decides to change his lesson just for the day. And he goes into a history of Hogwarts. So he talks all about how there were four founders of Hogwarts. And I read about this at the beginning of the episode. And they created the castle and they brought in magical kids so that they wouldn't be persecuted and like burned to death by the muggles. So it was a safe place to be. And it was a place for them to like hone their magical abilities. And it was really good for a long time until some asshole has to decide to make it elite and invite only pure blood magical people. And this asshole happens to be one of the founding fathers, Salazar Slytherin. So he didn't trust muggles, which I get because at this time, because it was like a thousand years before this is happening, which is like the heyday of like, people being burned to death all through Europe for being witches. Yeah. Right? So he's like, obviously, muggles are bad. But then he takes it like just so many steps further. And he's like, I only want uh, magic born, like pure blood kids at the school. And eventually Slytherin and Gryffindor had a huge, they call it a serious argument. But I'd like to see what that happened. (laughs) And Slytherin left the school. So then Binz looks around at everyone and everyone is like actually still listening. So he's like, whoa okay so he keeps going he's like everything i've just told you is true as far as i can tell but the legend of the chamber of secrets has obscured facts the story is that slytherin built the chamber in secret and he hid a horrible monster in there and until the slytherins uh, salazar slytherin's true and rightful heir goes to the school and opens it it will stay closed But once it's opened, the horrors within will be released and will purge the school of all who were unworthy to study magic. I mean, that's really terrifying. I have an issue with this, though. (laughs) So do I. (laughs) So so did, did Salazar Slytherin tell his like son to go to a different school and so they've just been going to like a different magical school all this time and it's not until Tom Riddle like becomes like you know he's like an orphan so he doesn't know about this whole family like we don't go to Hogwarts thing that he just goes to Hogwarts (laughs) and then accidentally he's there because he would assume that Salazar Slytherin's heir has been magic this entire time it's not like there was a big break where he didn't have anyone no they're truly the bloodline continued this whole time so why did none of them go to Hogwarts I don't know but here's another issue I have with that is So let's say that all of that's true and that the entire bloodline was like, we don't go to Hogwarts. We go somewhere else or we're homeschooled or we just pass down our secrets through the years uh, through each other. But then when Tom Riddle is in that orphanage and freaking Dumbledore, I mean, my eyes are about to pop out of my head because freaking Dumbledore knows that that's Tom Riddle and that that's he's the heir of Slytherin and Dumbledore knows it. 
right? I'm not making this up, am I? I mean... Because he knew who his parents were, didn't he? I think. Like, why else? I don't know. It's so weird. Why else would Dumbledore himself go and find Right. It would have been someone else. Right. Or no one. It would have just been McGonagall sending a bunch of letters to the orphanage being like... Right. This kid's magical come to the uh, platform yeah, and like, on this day. Have him, yes. Like from what we know, a faculty member, let alone the headmaster, doesn't go and welcome you to Hogwarts when you're a muggle-born. I feel like Dumbledore knew that Tom Riddle was the heir of Slytherin. And he wanted and to change him. him. Yeah. To Hogwarts. He wanted to use him. Oh my gosh. It goes all the way to the top. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> We're going to Hogwarts. I'm sorry, none of anyone since Slytherin himself was here. No one else in your family has gone to Hogwarts, but you are. I'm just screaming. Okay, so uh, the school will be purged of all who are unworthy to study magic. So, of course, all the kids now in Binz's class are totally freaked out. And Binz is like, guys, it's nonsense. The castle has been searched like a hundred times and there's no chamber. And then Seamus is like, yeah, but if it can only be opened by Slytherin's heir, then no one would be able to open it. Duh. But Binz is like, don't be stupid. If all the headmasters and headmistresses can't find it, then it's not there. And then the other kids, Parvati is like, you'd have to use dark magic. Duh. And then Dean is like, you'd have to be related to Slytherin. Duh. And Binz is like, nope, sorry, you're children and you're obviously stupid. So I'm not even going to acknowledge that you said any words. We're going back to my dumb lesson. Yep. So it doesn't matter because if we've learned anything about all about Hogwarts is that they don't actually want the students to know anything very important. So he just shuts down all their questions and goes back to his boring lesson. And so after class, the trio is off to dinner. And Ron is like, I always knew Slytherin was awful. <laughs> Hogwarts is like America, isn't it? <laughs> they is think that... they're real great, but all the other schools are like, they get dumb idiot teachers. <laughs> they every keep doing year. the stupid same things over and over and never learning from their mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> There's always someone dumb in charge. Oh my gosh. And more dumb people every working time. for them. Anyway. And the, the smart people don't ever get to actually say anything. <laughs> So Ron's like, I always knew Slytherin was awful, but I didn't know he was the one who started all this pure blood stuff. And I feel like that's something that should be taught. <laughs> well, I mean, the sorting hat says that every year Slytherin only wanted those of pure and true blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Not like Ron Weasley did to listen to that song yeah. ever. <laughs> um, and then he's like, oh, man, if that sorting hat had tried to put me in Slytherin, I would have freaking left the school at that very moment. <laughs> And Hermione's like, dude, me too. And then Harry is just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. He like takes his hat off and puts it over his face. And the sorting hat had actually wanted to put Harry in Slytherin. And Harry literally had to beg not to be put in Slytherin because he'd heard only the reason he didn't get put in Slytherin is because Hagrid. And Ron had been like, man, I don't ever want to be in Slytherin. That's it. That's the only reason. And Draco was like, Slytherin's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and so he met three people before he started school and knew he didn't want to be in Slytherin. If he hadn't met any of those people, 
he'd be in Slytherin. Yeah, he'd be like, period. Okay, hat. Yeah, he'd be like, whatever. <laughs> I guess my that's where I belong. I guess it'll look good on me. I can't. <laughs> It's true, though. <laughs> I cannot with this. So then while they're going around, Colin Freevee is like, hi, Harry. And Harry's like, what's up, Colin? And he's like, hey, somebody in my class told me that you're... And he gets swept down the hall before he can ask Harry. And then they're like, what is? what did somebody in his class tell him? And Harry's like, Ugh, he probably wants to know if I'm the Slytherin's heir. And he's remembering how Justin ran away from him at lunch. But BFF Ron is like, no, people here are stupid and they'll believe anything. <laughs> True. But then when he but then he asks Hermione if she really thinks there's a chamber of secrets. And she's like, I don't know. But I can't imagine that anything human could have done that to Mrs. Norris. Dun, dun, dun. And suddenly, miraculously, coincidentally, <laughs> they find themselves in the same corridor as Halloween night. So they're in the same corridor and everything looks the same except there's no hanging cat and the floor isn't wet. And Filch doesn't happen to be stalking around right this second. So Harry suggests, as Harry does, that they, quote, poke around, unquote. And, and then he gets down on his hands and knees and starts crawling around looking for clues. Because is he down there like on cat level? He's like, okay, if I were Mrs. Norris, I would be here. But then he weirdly points out that there are scorch marks on yes. the floor and everyone else just breezes past it. What were the scorch marks? Scorch marks is a pretty good like clue, right? There's okay, so there's scorch marks on the floor, and then up by the windowsill, there's like a whole bunch of spiders just like running out of the window in a line. There's and there's so many of them, and so many of them have already like escaped through that window that there's like spider webs hanging down and a big, great big like rope of spider webs. And they're like, wow, I've never seen spiders running away together like this. Have you, Ron? And they look back, and Ron is just like huddled in the corner. He's like, I don't like spiders. Uh, and they're like, wait a minute. You've used like spiders tons of times in potions. And he's like, he says the thing that is the exact opposite of what I would ever say. He's like, I don't like them when I, he's like, I don't mind them when they're dead. And I'm like, no, they're worse when they're dead. Uh, <laughs> when they're dead, they're all crumbled up and crunchy and they can't run away. Okay. So anyway, spiders, uh, he's like, all right. One time when I was little I had this teddy bear and Fred magicked it into a spider all of a sudden it had all these legs and it was moving and ever since then I haven't been able to stand spiders and they're like okay sorry that sucks but <laughs> whatever <laughs> they like don't acknowledge it at all they keep investigating they see where the water was coming from and it happens to be a girl's bathroom and this girl's bathroom has an out of order sign and we learn from Hermione that no one will be in there because Ron gets a little freaked out. He's like, oh, I can't go in there. It's a girl's bathroom. And Hermione's like, nobody's going to be in there. That is Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. So they go in and it is described as a gloomy, depressing bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also in total disrepair, like everything's broken. And they make their way over to the stall that Myrtle is in. And they're like, hey, Myrtle, what's up, girl? Did you see anything weird um, on Halloween? Because like a cat was attacked right outside of this door. And she's like, no, I was too upset about Peeves being rude. So I went in here to off myself. But then I remembered. And then they're like, 
that you're already dead (laughs) she's like yes and she like jumps up and dives into the toilet and I learned here which I hadn't recognized before even though it was plain as day that Myrtle is actually a poltergeist because she's able to splash that water all over them which I think is really cool so they leave unless it was ghost water The ghost objects conversation from last episode is quality content. So they're not going to get anything from her and they leave. And when they get into the hallway, who happens to be there for some reason unknown, but Percy Percy Weasley, who knows why he's there. And he's like super mad that they're there and that Ron was coming out of a girl's bathroom. And Ron is like, you know what? brother what are you doing here and why are you on my back about this we're looking for clues and we didn't touch that stupid cat and then Percy's like listen I know but I need you to know that Ginny has been incredibly upset since the attack she's been crying she's worried that you guys are going to get expelled and Ron is like listen you don't care about Ginny you only care about your own chances of getting to be head boy and then Percy the prefect takes five points from Gryffindor from his brother. This is a this is not a Gryffindor issue. And Percy, who is like prefect of Gryffindor house, decides to take five points from a Gryffindor. Is this the dumbest thing you've ever heard? How about just like hit your brother or something? <laughs> Don't take five points from your own just house. Hit him instead. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm like, no, it's your own house. And he's like, maybe that'll teach you a lesson. No more detective work or I'm going to tell mom. (laughs) And I'm like, Percy, I hate you. Go away. And I agree with Ron so much on that. So later that night in the common room, everyone and by everyone, I mean the trio is too upset to do any homework. So they try to think of who the heir of Slytherin might be. (laughs) (laughs) and Ron's like duh you don't have to to think about it it's obviously Draco Malfoy he comes from a pure blood family they are all Slytherins Malfoy is running around screaming about how mudbloods will be next like there's everything points to Draco and he's right yeah every single thing points to the Malfoys and Draco Harry definitely agrees yeah (laughs) Harry and Hermione are like well it might be possible but how to prove it and here's An introduction to Hermione's Gryffindor side. And my Gryffindor side, I mean, she's proposing a plan that would be super dangerous, definitely breaking tons of school rules, but obviously, doesn't matter, you couldn't possibly have any other option than to make a plan where you have to make an advanced potion called Polyjuice, which will turn you into three Slytherins. And then you can sneak into the Slytherin dungeons and ask Malfoy, what could possibly go wrong with this plan? (laughs) And there's obviously no other way we could figure this out. Hermione immediately went to the most difficult idea ever. (laughs) Like, Like, let's start here. Just say you want to do the potion. That's literally okay. what's happening. She She's like, listen, a couple of weeks ago, Snape talked about Polyjuice Potion. And Ron's like, you think I like have anything better to do in potions than listen to Snape? <laughs> and Hermione is as confident and also desperate as she's ever been. And even though the recipe will be the most difficult thing she's ever tried, 
And the book to get the recipe is in the restricted section. This is obviously the only and best choice that they have to solve this mystery. Yeah, well, and Ron is like, we need like a teacher permission to take a book from the restricted section. Why would anyone give us that? Why would we possibly want that book other than to use one of the recipes? No teacher would be thick enough to do that. Dot, dot, dot. I do want to point out we get another um, Ron is a seer moment okay, here. Okay. Because he's like, Malfoy's the heir of Slytherin. And Hermione's like, Malfoy? And Harry's like, yeah, they're all evil. And then Ron goes, they could have had the key to the Chamber of Secrets for centuries, <gasps> handing it down father to son. It hasn't been centuries, but they definitely have the key to the Chamber of Secrets. I am agog. Ron knows. I am aghast. You gotta pay attention to Ron, you guys. Ron is smart and he's a good friend. Yeah. Like, did you see how he just, like, backed up Harry and was immediately like, dude, I got your back. I also love when Harry's like, Justin just, like, walked away from me. And Ron's (laughs) like, why do you care? He's so dumb. I love that. Why would you want that Slytherin boy or that Hufflepuff boy to even talk to you anyway? That is such best friend energy. (laughs) You don't need him in your life. (laughs) I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Okay, now that's the end of the chapter and I cannot wait to get into our Patronisode with Emily because she's got another cat theory for me. (laughs) More cat theories. I'm very excited. So if you want to be part of that, come join us over on the Patreon and... I don't think there's anything else to talk about right now. So until we meet again, let's create something magical together. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. I mean, I. Uh, bye. <laughs> You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberHarryPotterPodcast at gmail.com. Send us a voice message on Anchor or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. 